The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and we've got four movies, some news, and uh, a, a, a pun because we're Puns like that fun. sometimes. Let's start off with the news. You know, this is foreshadowing. This will be a full circle thing. Starting off with some Blue Beetle news out of the uh, DC universe. Apparently, and I am going to butcher your name, dude, and I apologize for that. Zolo Mary Duena. All right. Uh, who's apparently a breakout star in the I Have Not Watched Cobra Kai series. Has gotten the whole of, gotten the whole, gotten the role of, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, gotten the role of Jaime Reyes in the forthcoming Blue Beetle movie. Yes, he has. Um, for him. I know very little about him other than he looks like he could be Jaime Reyes. He does. I'm, I don't really care about this because I don't like this particular iteration of Blue <laughs> Beetle. Not, nothing, nothing wrong with... Let's have more representation. I mean, that's a smart thing. And this this has been the current version of the character for, what, almost 10 years now or something, right? I mean, um, maybe longer. Six. Okay, well, there you go. Even longer. So we're going on 15 years that this has been the, the, the version of... But I don't... I like the old version of Blue Beetle because that's what I actually grew up with, the first version of Blue Beetle. And then they had the new version, Ted Gordon, which was... I, I just like that version. It's more fun. And then when they brought in Booster Gold, blah, blah, blah. I, this version is just more of a typical comic book type thing with, and it's cool with, you know, the scarab powers and it brings in the mysticism and Egyptian gods and blah, blah, blah. But I, it's just not my thing. However, I did like the Young this Justice This is a smart version. move on their part. Um, I think this is a smart move on DC's part. Yeah. Because I think this is going to do better theatrically. Well, <laughs> however it reaches its audience, let's put it that way because things are weird. I think it, this will have a better response overall because I am not really the target audience considering my age and all the rest of it. I just hope at some point they'll go back and do outside of the animated universe that we'll go back and get the other version of Bull Beetle because that was one of my favorite, one of my three go-to comics when I was a kid, and that's just my thing. You know, obviously, it would be weird if they said, I was like, yeah, we're going to tailor it to the 60-year-olds because that's our – it's like, that would be stupid. So I get that. <laughs> Just personally, I don't really care about that, but hopefully it's awesome because it would be nice to have another awesome movie out there. So they, go, dude. They did a good job with him in the Young Justice version, um, and I like that. And they did bring in Ted Cord a little bit uh, yeah. in that series. Um, so, you know, I don't mind the character. He was, you know, uh, unlike you, not, I was like, I knew he was there and that's about it. Yeah. So, you know what? Zolo, that, go for it, dude. Uh, that sounds a lot better than the next movie that I found out about, which now has new script writers. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to jump in. I was like, this guy looks really young. He is. He's only 20. So if if this oh, takes yeah. off, he he can play Blue Beetle for a long dang time. So good move on getting a young actor. So cool. Anyway, as opposed to, to anyone step. who's associated with this other movie, <laughs> it is yet another live action Ninja Turtle movie. Okay. Now, does that mean they're going to be computer animated and everyone else is going to be live action? Who knows? We haven't gotten that far yet. 
Um, but I can tell you this, I'm not really looking forward to it. I, I just wish they would get back to the movie when it was the first two films. The second one, actually, really enjoyed the second one like from 10,000 years ago when they yeah. were wearing rubber suits. Those films were fun. They were a lot of fun. And you brought in Casey Jones. It was super awesome. I mean, those, those were super cool films. I haven't even watched the last two versions just because they look so awful. I watched the Ninja Turtles versus Batman thing, and that was, but that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, that's a DC animated movie. It's supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that doesn't always happen, but typically it does. Now we finally have a release date for something that I am looking forward to. On September 2nd, we're getting the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. That's I should clarify that it is September 2nd, 2022. That's not fast. No. <laughs> I was going to say, really? Like, ah, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed in the timing of that. I would. Lo- they started filming it, what, 3,000 years ago? At least that's well, what it feels like at this point. Well, they had to film in real time when the events actually happened. Gimli has to grow his beard every week. From scratch, using Bisquick. Something. I don't... Whatever. If that's what you want to do, go right ahead. I'm not going to argue with it that much. It'll be fun. Actually... And it finally shows up. You know what was fun? That would be the first movie I watched this week. Actually, you know what? It's the second movie I watched this week, but it's the first movie I'm going to talk about this week. Talk about uh, it. And that would be the recently released... Jungle Cruise, which um, let me give you the premise here. Some explorers, and I use that term loosely, want to find a mystic flower that cures everything that's hidden in the Amazon and adventure ensues. Uh, Now, basically, this film is a mashup of some uh, of several fairly well done franchises, uh, starting with the Pirates of the Caribbean, the first slash good one. Because it is, after all, based on a ride at Disney World or Disneyland or both. I don't remember where it is. It's one of them or both of them. Uh, There's also a good chunk of Raiders of the Lost Ark involved as the bad guys. Well, one of the bad guys anyway. He's a Nazi who suspiciously Mm. looks an awful lot like Benny Hill. I'm not sure why. But Do they they play yakety sax? God, that would be great. I kept waiting for it. I really did. Um, (laughs) But mostly, this is a jungle version remake of the 1999 Mummy film. Ah. Uh, look at it this way. Here's your primary cast. Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Brendan Fraser's Rick O'Connell. Only in this movie, he's called Frank. Emily Blunt as Rachel Weiss's Evie, who's called Lily. And Jack Whitehall as John Hanna's, uh, well, Jonathan, who's called McGregor in this film, just because... Uh, they wanted to make it complicated. It's the same characters. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You give them a new a new setting because it's not like, you know, Mummy and Mummy 2 both set in Hominoptera. Oh, look, let's throw them in a desert in a jungle and see what happens. I'm not that bad with it. Now, it should be mentioned that there are some cursed beings in this 
film, much like the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, that make up your non-Nazi bad guys. And no, Paul Giamatti isn't one of them, although he is in the film. Um, really what it boils down to, this was a fun film. Will it win any awards? No. Even for makeup for effects? No. Uh, maybe the most satisfying death scene, because there is one of those at the end of this, and I'm not going to tell you who dies, nor am I going to tell you who kills him. You know, spoiler kind of thing. I don't do that to you guys. No. But uh, will you have fun with this film? Absolutely. But was it better than Werewolves Within? Which to me is still the best film that's come out this year. And I'd have to say no. Uh, that not, and it's not because Werewolves has language or more violence. I just think that one was more fun. But Jungle Cruise was certainly worth watching, uh, you know, probably a few times over the next few years. I can see it being what Pirates of the Caribbean should have been, which is a great one-and-done film. Uh, this film is not set up in any way for a sequel. There is no post-credit scene. There is no mid-credit scene. It ends. And that's all you need to know about it. I, and I honestly hope they keep it that way. Not all films need sequels. This is a one and done. That's it. And it's worth watching. How how refreshing. That probably won't happen because it's Disney. But that would be really nice just to have a one and done because most films should just be should just be standalone features. I mean, for crying out loud, they made a sequel out of Mary Poppins <laughs> 5,000 years after the original. You know, yeah, which I'm was waiting unfortunate. Chitty Bang Bang 2. I'm um, sure that'll be coming. Although, sadly. There is some bad news out of this that you're not going to like. Uh, the Rock has stated that he wants to create another Big Trouble in Little China movie that is yes. not a direct sequel, but kind of like what he did with Jumanji in that he's just continuing the storyline. Right. I have, I've heard that. Which, it, I wasn't on board with the whole Jumanji thing until I finally watched it and was like, okay, they did a good job with it. If they take that world and move on, and create a new story. Cool. Yeah, I, I, that, I'm fine with that. It's like, don't remake the film, but revisit the world. Absolutely. That's cool. Because uh, then they have a chance to do something different. And it can either work on its own or fail on its own. And it's got, it would have the rock. So the very good chance it's going to be entertaining. Not a good chance it's going to be as good as Big Trouble in Little China. Because that film is bonkers crazy good. But, yeah, as long as it's not just, oh, we're just going to reboot it or remake it, it's like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. But to just kind of take that setting and revisit it, yeah, I'm on board with that. That's, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. I, I, I can see that. Because God knows there's a lot of talent out there that would, could fit that world. And, you know, we'll see. And especially if they get John Carpenter involved at some point, that would be very nice, too. So, anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Make so a now good American have, film. That would be a good American film. You know what's what is a? I don't know if it's a good American film, but it's an American film, and it's called America the Motion Picture. Uh, yeah, this is on Netflix. This this arrived with little fanfare, probably for good reason. It's <laughs> it's. I mean, I I liked it. I, I it was fun, but at the same time. I absolutely acknowledge that it's not a good movie. Uh, 
From the Founding Fathers, this is from the poster, from the Founding Fathers of Archer, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, The Expendables, and Magic Mike. Okay, so this is the production crew behind this. So, okay, that's pretty good entertainment uh, value, at least. I'm not going to say The Expendables is a good movie, or as I always refer to it as Big Truck Go Boom. But, you know, they're <laughs> fun. And this is fun, but this this is so insanely over the top. The premise is this is about the founding of our country. So George Washington and Abraham Lincoln are drinking buddies. Just start with that, okay? And yes, this is animated. So they can do anything they want, and they do. And this is incredibly violent. Think like the... Mortal, the most recent Mortal Kombat film level of violence. This is like Ouch. off the hook violent. So this is not a film for the little kids to watch. Uh, has some language in it, like maybe every fourth word language that your little kids shouldn't <laughs> be watching. So way over the top insane. Has a really good voice cast. Channing Tatum, Olivia Munn, blah, 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 blah. So the premise is George is a party animal. Abe has a little bit more of a real, has some depth to him. He does have a birth defect because he's got this gigantic forehead, like Peyton Manning-esque, but like three times as high, which is why he wears the tall hat. George got him that hat so he could uh-huh. cover his birth defect. And spoiler alert, something bad, unfortunately, happens to Abe. And it's because the British are behind it. And George decides to take vengeance and create america because america and uh the the chief villain in this is benedict arnold which makes sense benedict arnold turns out to be not quite human i'll just let it go at that um so george gathers this team together and they fail and then they have a little victory and then they fail and back and forth and back and forth so they're battling the entire time to free the country uh so here's his team samuel adams Super frat boy Samuel Adams, and because you know Sam Adams is like the guy oh, that's that he, where you get the beer from. This is where the beer comes, and and beer plays a big part in this film, a very big part in this film, by the way. Olivia Munn plays Thomas Edison. Yes, Thomas Edison. Yes, Olivia Munn plays Thomas Edison, who in this film is female and uh, Asian American, uh, which, considering Thomas Edison wouldn't be born for a couple hundred years, it works. Uh, Bobby Moynihan is is Paul Revere, who uh, later on becomes sort of a robo-centaur. Fun. Uh, Judy Greer plays the voice of Martha Washington. Will Forte is Abraham Lincoln, who shows up on occasion. Uh, Geronimo is in this film. Uh, there is a blacksmith who is basically John Henry. Killer Mike plays, plays John Henry. Uh, Simon Pegg is in it. He plays King James. And Andy Samberg, one of my favorite comedic actors, he plays Benedict Arnold, and he's totally unrecognizable as the voice of Benedict Arnold, but he does a great job. And for those of you who remember Rocco's Modern Life, the guy who played Rocco does the voice of Paul Revere's horse. So there you go. Uh, this film is so <laughs> insanely out there. As I told as I told Robin Prepro, hi Ted. Hi Ted. Each of this time, imagine imagine the crew of South Park on meth doing some scripts from Drunk History. That's this movie. That this movie is absolutely bat crazy. Uh, I I can't really say it's good. Uh, vast swaths of it are stupid, but stupid funny 
and entertaining. It's just so insanely over the top that for the most part, at least for me, it works. It did not work for most critics. It's got a bad score on on Metascore. It's got a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes. But for me, this is one of those films that if you're the target audience and you enjoy stuff that's just insanely stupid and over the top funny, you'll like this film. Most people are not going to like this movie. Most people would turn this movie off in about six minutes. As soon as you mentioned George Washington, it it clicked that I have seen the trailer for this. Yeah. And I went, yeah, I'll let Todd watch this. (laughs) Not surprising. And this thing is just so insanely. I like the fact that this movie does what they wanted to do. They clearly wanted to make something that was absolutely over the top insane. And they did it. Uh, is it a great movie? <laughs> yeah, hell no. But I thought it was very funny. And, and at least, you know, this is what they, clearly this is what they wanted to do. It was like, Jesus, I hope they weren't, you know, trying to like make a serious film uh, because they missed the mark if they were. But uh, not something, you know, you want to play the, the kids in middle school. It's like, oh, this is, this is your history lesson. This is how the nation was founded. Yeah, not really. Uh, but the concepts are just completely crazy. And, and the fact that they don't even bother explaining why characters throughout American history just pop up in this is just, they just do is, is to me is very, very funny. They, they just go with it. And it's, it's, it's very well done. If you've seen Archer, it's a similar animation style. I like the animation style of Archer. It fits this. It's not, it is by no means like the art, the actual artistry of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They didn't spend that much money on this, no. But they have a really good cast. The cast does a good job. They clearly have fun. You, you talked about that last week, where you can tell when, a lot of times you can tell when the actors are having fun when they make a film. You can tell they had fun making this. So for that, I was entertained. That's the bottom line. This this is, I, I'm shocked that Stone Cold wasn't in this film, actually, come to think of it. But uh because it's definitely the kind of film that he would have loved to make. So I enjoyed it. It's, uh, I don't think it's even a good movie, let alone a, let alone a great movie, but I was entertained. So if, if that idea, if drunk history on meth done by the South Park guys, and it's not the South Park guys that did it, but just that concept, that concept, if that appeals to you, you'll like this film if that doesn't yeah just avoid it and it's easy to avoid because there's a lot of other things on netflix such as such as that's a segue not a look movie two wheels about. gyroscopes everything <laughs> actually another movie i watched was val and this is actually on amazon prime which is like netflix but which is very much like intro and this, this is somewhat different because this is a documentary about val kilmer Shot by Val Kilmer over the past several, several decades. This includes home movies from, I think, the youngest shot is he might be like five years old. So this is a lot of footage of Val Kilmer being Val. And it's really fascinating. It deals a lot with the fact that he battled throat cancer um, and did that and kept on going out and making appearances. And when he didn't really feel at the best of health and he makes no bones about the fact he's making appearances to make money because he needed to make money you know it's not like oh i did it for the fans to some extent it's like yeah he did it for the fans because and 
everything he does in this scene appears to be honest. Uh, and I say appears to be because, let's face it, he's an actor. He's a good actor. So how much of this is real? And how much of this, in the moment, was he performing for the... I don't, I'm not implying that he decided to take home movies while they're shooting Top Gun, thinking, yeah, 35 years from now, 40 years, however long it's been, I'm going to make a documentary about my life, and this will look great. But in the moment, is he performing? It, 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 several times he is, you can tell. But it's fascinating to see just his take on different roles. There's, there's, there's a pretty big segment about the island of Dr. Moreau, which is a well-known disaster, which was not supposed to be a disaster, and actually watched a documentary about that um, on the making of it and, and just what a train wreck that was and how it was taken away from the original director. And John Frankenheimer came in and basically just, we got to get this done. And just rushed through it, not and didn't even turn in the kind of film he's capable of doing. And that was mainly because Val Kilmer was just doing whatever he wanted to do, and Marlon Brando was doing whatever he wanted to do. And it was like, oh, there's a script. I mean, that was pretty much what happened with this film, which is why it's interesting, but it's also kind of a nightmare of a movie and not the way they wanted it to be. So he's he has his own spin on that. But for the most part, this whole thing is very honest, fascinating, just to get into this guy's head. It's, it's interesting that uh, Robert Downey, he mentions Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, not as much as I wish he had, because Robert Downey Jr. was interviewed just a while ago and said that he thinks that's his best work. That's his best film, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is a terrific movie. And hardly anybody knows about it because it was not successful at all. So if you haven't seen that, Watch that movie. We talked about it like a few years ago. Uh, but it little snips here and there of background on this film or that film and a lot of personal stuff uh, as far as Kilmer's life and the dissolution of his marriage and struggles he had with family and all the rest of it. It's very, very fascinating. He's a very interesting guy. Uh, I uh, It makes a lot more sense in America, the motion picture, and it's a much By better default. film. Yeah, by default. And I enjoyed it a lot more than America, the motion picture. This is, again, this is on Amazon Prime. And there's not a whole lot of documentaries where you get to see. And again, this is, he didn't direct this film. Other people put put everything together. But he is the main cinematographer. And it's not too often that you'll get to see 40 years of an actor's life which is what you get to see here with, with Val. So I, I thought it was absolutely fascinating. So if you like Val Kilmer at all, or if you're interested in actors or the process, absolutely owe it to yourself to watch Val. Good just, stuff. Just tell me he doesn't dwell on the Batman stuff too long. He talks about the Batman stuff. Uh, he talks a little bit about almost all of the big films that he's been in, but like, Surprisingly, didn't spend like a lot of time on Top Gun and spent the main thing he talked about Batman was that he realized that he was almost a prop in that film, which he was. Yeah. You know, because he said it was really hard to act in the suit because it was difficult to move. It was difficult to hear. And he, he says Tommy Lee Jones had his own thing going on and Jim Carrey had his own thing going on where they it's like, OK, these are my characters and this is this is my turf. This is what I'm going to do. Now, he didn't say it like 
they'd screwed up the movie. It's just this is how the film worked. And that is how the film worked. And that's how almost all the Batman films work or how many of superhero films work. It's like the hero is just kind of like there as the sounding board and the villain has all the cool stuff. And, and in that film, sure as hell, that's how that film worked. Oh, so, absolutely. yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. He has an excellent, he has lots of excellent observations, but he says that, you know, he'd wanted to be Batman forever. You know, from a little kid, and he says that, that that's a pun. Every boy, <laughs> he didn't actually say. Eh, maybe he does, but but yeah, whatever. Um, not Batman, whatever. But Batman fan forever. But as he says, no, Batman. The, the next one was Batman, whatever. Yeah, that was Batman, whatever. <laughs> Poor George Clooney. Uh, surprising, he had a career after that one. But and he points out is that he realized after he's making as he's making the film. No, no boy wants to play Batman. They want to be Batman. And he realized there's a huge difference yeah. between being the character and just playing him in a movie. So, uh, but he got to play a lot of pretty interesting characters. And best of all, he gets to be Val Kilmer, which is pretty cool. So good stuff. Let's see. I, I guess uh, we'll finish up the show with uh, a film I watched this week that just reinforces the fact that all men are pigs uh, I watched a movie about a group of married men who all had the same mistress called the Sui Side Piece Squad. Have, have uh, been, I came up with that a, and went, you know what? I'm throwing it in the show. I think it's been, funny. I don't care what you think on, about it. Um, again. By the way, are you going to review the Shining Sex? Are you going to review that, by the way? I am. Not, no, that was <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Don't even look that up. It's 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 not even worth looking up. No, no, um, but not on this show. Not on this show, anyway. No family, family show. Go to bed, Logan. Um, the Suicide Squad. We both watched it this week because it came out this past weekend. We've both been. I think you might have been looking forward to it more than I have because I. I was looking for. I was looking forward to for for James Gunn, not for the property, because yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, I, some of the complaints that I've that I've seen in social media is that it's not as dark. I'd like one person I follow just on completely different topic, but said that he likes the he likes Suicide Squad as in the first iteration better than the Suicide Squad because it was darker, and this is a lighter film. And okay. This is much more violent, much more violent than much Suicide more. Squad. But the tone, he's right, is lighter. And that's clearly what they wanted because they got James Gunn. This is more like a Marvel film in tone because overall, despite the fact that there's lots of really violent deaths in this film, it's a much lighter film. This is much more like a Guardians of the Galaxy take. That I mean, they got exactly what they wanted as far as the tone. I don't know if they got what they wanted as far as the film itself, but this is clearly the tone they wanted because that's why you get James Gunn. See, uh, I was thinking this this was, it, it is a lighter tone, but I'm also thinking it's Game of Thrones for very minor DC characters. He spent <laughs> a lot of time going, yeah. I like him. Oh, he's dead. Well, yeah, I well, like this. Oh, he's dead too. Of course, that's the concept. It is the Suicide Squad. And they, and they kind of yeah, really, but, really but, went with that. But, but come on. 
half yeah. the cast that people went to see this movie for were dead before the opening credits. Indeed. They're still in the opening credits, mind you, but they're yes. already dead. <laughs> my my only complaint about that is one particular actor, I'm not going to name him, but that one particular actor who I was really looking forward to see almost does nothing. And I, I don't mind that he got killed off early, but, and I guess that's part of a spoiler because it's a he, not a she, but I don't like that he virtually did nothing in the screen time. He had ample screen time, and we'll talk about it post-pro. Hi, Ted. Because uh, I didn't, I don't want to spoil who it is, but to me, that was a waste because it's like, why did you bother hiring this person unless this? Did he is have a like ball a, doing it? Unless I'm not going to say anything about that. I'm okay. just going to say <laughs> that why bother hiring this particular actor if you're literally going to do nothing? He was might as well have been an extra, unless that's kind of like the meta joke is like, haha, see, anybody could die because it's a Suicide Squad and they're expendable because they are, and I get that, but I thought that was foolish. I thought that was a that's a bad move on their part. He could have done something and kill him off rather than just kind of be there. That was a waste. Uh, other than that, uh, you, you know, uh, again, this this goes in with and it's better than America, the motion picture. But to me, th- this was entertaining. But that's it. This was not a. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, OK, it's a good movie for what it is. It's a it's an action picture with lots of stuff blowing up and, and lots of people getting killed, like a lot of people getting killed. But it was too to me, it was a little too light. And I do get that aspect, that criticism of it, like Amanda Waller should have had more uh, a bigger presence in this film. Uh, she didn't have enough to do. Uh, they at least they made good use, I thought, of Idris Elba. They made good use yeah. of John Cena. My only thing with John Cena is I spent a lot of time in this movie wanting him to get shot repeatedly, preferably in the face. <laughs> his character and, is kind of Okay, this is not a spoiler because we already know that his character has a TV series coming. Right. Why is this guy the one that gets a TV series? There are there were other characters in this yeah. that I liked. Right. Uh, and I think that's partly why he's getting the TV series because he is kind of a dick and that's what they're doing. Kind but, of. But, yeah, and, and this is part of the problem is you guys control the production of these things. Why the hell can't you shut up and keep it quiet that you're doing a series, at least until opening weekend? If not, you know, shut it down for a month and then reveal, oh, by the way, this guy is going to have a series because, yeah, okay, could be a prequel, which means you could kill the character off. And yeah, but I mean, for the most part, you're not going to do that. High Marvel. So I, I hate it when they just do this kind of crap and it's like, yeah, well, you know what's going to happen to this character or what's not going to happen to this character more to the point because, yeah. you know, the hardcore fans know he's going to be playing this character in a series. So, you know, he's OK, no matter what happens in the film. I so, was kind of hoping that they were sad. doing this as, as kind of a, a a jab at the hardcore fans and that he would die in the movie. That would be funny. I would have loved that. They they had a great opportunity to do it because a lot of people know about it, but they didn't. Kind of does. Uh, one thing I didn't realize until I'm just looking at the credits is that in a very minor role, John Ostrander 
is in the film as one of the doctors who happens to be a guy who created the new version of the Suicide Squad and Amanda Waller and reinvented the Spectre. So a major, major player in the comics industry, and he's in the film. So good for Mr. Ostrander. Very cool. Uh, overall, I thought it was fun. But to you, what what is your opinion on this film? I thought there were about as many holes in this movie as there were in Infinite. I yeah. A- <laughs> I thought you were going to say as in an average body in the film. But, no. And that, and that would work, too. Cause, that yeah, would also work. Gigantic I mean, it was a better movie than Infinite, but yeah. damn, come on. It, it, I keep hearing it's the best DC movie ever. No, it's not. Oh, my God. Who said that? Uh, there have been a <laughs> lot of people who have said that. And I'm like, what did you watch? <laughs> no. Excuse and, me? And, yeah, not even counting, not even going back to Nolan's films or the first Superman films. I mean, just the current iteration of the DC universe. Now, this is not the best DC film. No. Clearly. Um, I did. I want to be picky about something, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I, I, I do fully understand that makeup cannot be a completely exact science and that continuity errors do happen occasionally. So I understand why Harley's little uh, heart tattoo under her eye changes sizes a little bit. That's fine. That is not an excuse for it to switch cheeks. Yeah, that's kind of bad. Yeah. I, it, I didn't notice that. It, it happened a couple times. Which, which um, cheek are you talking about? Oh, those no, cheeks. No, the ones on her face. Cheeks. Oh, those cheeks. By the way, Margot Robbie is very good in this film, too. She is, but, I mean, that's really one of my other problems with this and i had a problem with this in birds of prey i had a problem with this in the other suicide squad movie and that is harley quinn is not a leading character she is now no she still isn't they they put her in a leading role she is now (laughs) she's just and i am not I, I realized he'd become a face of the Me Too movement and everything. That's not my problem with it. I think that that's a great idea. I think that's something wonderful they've done with the character. But that's all there is to the character, is that she's nuts and she got the crap kicked out of her by the Joker on a regular basis. I, I want there to be more to a, a character than that. I, I think they're building on the, I think there's more to the character. I think they're building it. And I think she can be the face for, or a co-face of some franchises. As far as Bird of Prey went, that movie was like, I, I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was like there. Considering they completely screwed up the Cassandra Kane Batgirl. Yeah. I'm not happy with that. Cause I liked that character. That was a fun character. It was a good well, character. <clears throat> considering what they could have done with it. That could have been a gigantic franchise. It could and have. they, completely punted that so as far as that goes they did a terrible job uh as far as just as a movie aside from expectations you know that's eh, okay which is sad it, i mean none of these films should just be okay this movie i thought was much better than birds of prey or the blah 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 emancipation of blah 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 and harley race you know harley race harley race. that's what they, that's what they should have done the harley emancipation race. of harley race that ought to be if you will that would have been a great film i would watch that uh but yeah, Robbie's good. Elba's good. Cena's good. Kinnaman's good. Davis is good. 
a sort yeah, of there's people not who anybody are, in who it that was bad. I don't think it was a just... sort of people who die quickly are good. Uh, I I, I like the fact that they use the villain that they used. Uh, hopefully by now everybody knows it's hardly a spoiler that they use Starro, because Starro is such a bizarre, over the top concept. I like the fact that Gunn decided to use like the first Justice League villain ever. Yeah. So because they were not going to do that clearly for a Justice League film because they've had plenty of opportunity to do that and they didn't. And I think wisely so because it's just kind of an out there concept. It's a very 60s comic book concept. It, it so, has to be a weird, a weird villain for a weird film that this already was. Right. So it totally fits. And the way they uh, deal with Starro, I thought was was interesting. I, I liked that aspect of it. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I was entertained. Uh, is this something to write home about? Is it something to podcast about? Clearly, it is because we're podcasting about it. So more than nothing. And so you know, if you like the DC films, odds are you'll like this film. Is it one of the better? films of the latest iteration of the DC universe. I would say it is, yeah, because it beats the hell out of Birds of Prey. Uh, it's better than any version of the Justice League films you want to watch, no matter how many chopped up versions or theatrical versions you're going <laughs> to see. So, you know, it's uh, not great, though. It's certainly not Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84? Maybe, because that movie was quite disappointing to me, so... It, it's it it's the DC universe. It's not as dark and grim, thank God, as DC universe films have been lately, which is good. I'm glad it wasn't literally dark because they yeah, died a lot. Seriously, too. oh, one of the big problems with again Wonder Woman '84 was their big fight scene. It's so dark because that way you can't see how bad the CGI is on it. Because when you can make out the CGI in that gigantic climactic fight scene, it's terrible. It's like PS80, PS3, 80s, 1997 cutscene version. It's bad. I mean, uh, that's the right year. I don't know, but I don't care. I'll, I'll do the uh, <clears throat> the the Titans series where they had a completely black screen and just some punching sound effects. And I feel bad for anyone who choreographed that scene because no <laughs> one ever saw it. <clears throat> But at least that's TV. At least you have a. At least you have some justification. There, there's a vague excuse that might be there, but you don't have the budget, you know. But for 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 film, you can see the budget on this film. What you can't see is the box office returns. This is a big disappointment at the box office, and yeah, a couple, couple of reasons for that. There's the Delta variant, and a lot of people are not going to the movies because box office is still depressed for everything. So it wasn't just the Suicide Squad that didn't do well. And the fact that, of course, because this is how I watched it, I take it this is how you watch it on HBO Max. Because oh, yeah. mm, should I go to the theater or should I just sit at home and watch it? Like, if I can just sit at home and watch it, these days I'm going to sit at home and watch it. I think I'll say something about that in a minute. So, yeah, uh, I and probably things are going to get worse. Films have been delayed. Last week you mentioned how uh, a, a major release that, oh, and we talked about one film has been pushed back in Great Britain, uh, Clifford, the Big Red Dog, which is, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a major release, but that's been pushed back in Great Britain. I'm, I'm sure it's going to get pushed back. A couple other films have been pushed back already in the U.S. Uh, 
So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see that happen again as we as we go along through this. So we'll see what happens. Brace Sadly, yourself. yeah, ain't looking good. So that's our show this week. We've given you four movies to watch. Two of them will say, yeah, watch them. One of them, <laughs> yeah, watch it if you want to. And one of them, yeah, one of them, one of them was a movie. <laughs> what I think one of. That one of them was okay. A, yeah, that sums it up okay. It's like it, the one that's that that's yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie for a very specific yeah audience. If you're in that audience, you'll like it. But it's a small audience. I totally understand why this did not get released theatrically at, in any year. Because <laughs> wow. <laughs> but there is some good news out of this. All four of these films are available at home. So. You know, with the, the Delta variant out there, uh, especially if you're in Florida, for Christ's sake, stay home. Yep. Um, if you're going to go out, wear a mask. Otherwise, yes, seriously, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Hey, who turned out the lights?